Welcome to the ministry of Reverend David Edigenfi. Reverend David is the founder and president of Kingdom Mystery Center Worldwide. He is an end-time apostle mandated to raise matured sons of God who will explicitly manifest their identity in Christ. Reverend David has a dynamic music ministry and is the author of Dangers of Wrong Marriage. His strong passion for soul winning has spread Jesus for all missions and evangelistic crusade ministry. Now listen to Reverend David Edigenfi. I want to preach the call of the 7,000. The call of what? The 7,000. Wow. Wow. The call of the 7,000. Hey. The Bible says that many are called, but few are chosen. May God fill this church with 7,000. Amen. 8,000. Amen. 9,000. Amen. 10,000. If at 20,000, 30,000, in the name of Jesus. So, we are talking about the call of what? The 7,000. So, for all of you that are also connected online, I just want to welcome you all. The Bible said a story about a man of God who one day told God that he's tired. The name of that man of God is Elijah. When I read the Bible, I don't understand why such an anointed man of God like Elijah can be tired. How many of you 
don't understand why a man of God who healed the sick should be sick. Oh, oh, oh let me see Feel free, okay. So for an anointed man of God like Elijah to say that, God, I'm tired. That is serious. Usually I realize that almost all the healing men of God die by sicknesses. Sometimes God wants to prove to them that, look, all that you did was a, a certain divine thing that came upon you. It's not because you were created to heal, but you were anointed to heal. Every man of God is a man before he became of God. So everyone must understand this. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yes, and you see, one of the things is that when a man of God gets tired, it is more dangerous than anything you could ever imagine. Because when a man of God gets tired, he can easily backslide. And when they backslide, you see, they do things which you can't imagine. Even their preaching will change. One thing you have to understand is that the anointing comes upon a living being. God anoints people. And people have blood and flesh. Or flesh and blood. And you see, the Bible says that know ye not that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So as long as our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit, it means that it's like the shrine of the Holy Spirit. It means that the Holy Spirit stays in this body. So just imagine if the body is tired, what can the Holy Ghost do? When you die, the Holy Spirit cannot use you. When you get disabled, there are certain things the Holy Ghost cannot do with you. I'm telling you the truth. When you get old, there are things you cannot do for the Holy Spirit. That is why the Bible says that they that wait upon the Lord say they will renew their strength. Why? Because the young man shall utterly fall. The strong one will grow weak. And when you grow weak, you can't do much. The Bible says that they will fly they will run and they will walk that means that in the absence of the anointing you can't do all these things because no matter how anointed you are it is the body that will carry the anointing that is why the bible tells us that I beseech thee therefore brethren by the message of God that you present your bodies 
as a living sacrifice. Your body must be offered for the Lord. So it means that when you are giving your body, it must be given as an offering. Not as an ordinary offering, but as an offering with the consciousness as unto the Lord. If it is the Lord's offering, you will give the best. If it is the Lord's offering, you will give the first. If it is the Lord's offering, it will be honorable. If it is the Lord's offering, it will be worthy. If it is the Lord's offering, it will be your best. It will be prioritized. You will take care of it. So he said, offer your body as an offering unto the Lord. So the first thing you have to do is to take care of your body with the consciousness that I'm doing it for the Lord. I'm doing it unto the Lord. I want God to have the best of me. I will not present my body as a waste unto men unto other things but I will give my body unto the Lord with a consciousness of holiness and acceptable what it means is that God has a standard of accepting our bodies it is not everybody that God accepts he has a standard that he considers when he's accepting our bodies so he said we should offer it as holy and acceptable unto the law. Somebody look at somebody and say unto the law. Oh, shall say unto the Lord. Unto the Lord. So it is not anyhow. So the man of God got tired. Sometimes not because we want to get tired. Sometimes not because your pastor is 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 looking for opportunity uh, uh, to impress people. But it's because the load becomes too much. The Bible says, when it comes to the calling, many are called, but few are chosen. So usually, the chosen ones don't last long. Why? Because when many were called, it wasn't many that responded to be chosen. Just a few. But scripture says, Jesus said, the harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. So it means that the burden is so heavy. Somebody say, preach it. Preach it. So this morning, I want to talk to you about the call of the 7,000. Such an anointed man of God like Elijah. Run away. Went to sit somewhere. And was crying unto God. He said, kill me. There are certain times. As a man or a woman of God. You desire death more than life. You can go through certain stress. And certain depression. And certain attack. That you will feel like death is better than life. You will have to live. Because sometimes. You think that when you lie there. Motionless. And people are crying.
lying around you. You think that is better? That is peace of mind. It's a tone of the man. Memo catcher and say, My bramo me who are not me who are not some. Mommy, we are saying, You see, what you don't understand is the importance of life. One day, rejoiner met Paul, and Paul told rejoiner. He said, Rejoiner, don't ever think that I am better than you. Because I can never come back on earth to do or undo the things I have to do or, or, or the things I have to undo. But he said, as long as you are alive, you can do more than I have done and receive better crowns than I. So the importance of life is for us to rectify, is for us to do more, is for us to rise stronger, is for us to correct mistakes. So if I may say, life it's a kind of grace given by God for our eternal attainment. So don't conclude on yourself. Don't. Don't conclude yourself. You are alive. Be happy. Think about what you can do for the Lord. Think about that. The prophet was tired. No deep for our brain. Tired prophet. No deep for our brain. Many men of God are tired. I'm telling you. Many, many men of God are tired. And in ministry, it is very easy to get tired. Especially when you're not focused on the Lord. Every time you take your eyes off God, you get tired. The Bible says they focused on me. And they were not ashamed. Your faces began to shine. He said, Come on to me. All ye that are burdened and heavy laden. He said, I'll give you rest. I'll give you rest. And the rest is to bear his yoke. He said, My yoke is light. My yoke is light. Elijah. Elijah. A man everybody here may want to be like. I was shocked to know that he was tired. There are times that you will get tired. He told God. He said, God, kill me. I'm tired. Why? He said, it is left with only I. It is left with only I. Kill me. That God told Elijah. He said, Bema, who told you it's left with only you? Who told you that it's left with only you? God told Elijah. He said, I have other 7,000 prophets. Other 7,000 prophets who have not yet bowed their knees to bow. The question here is not the presence of the prophets that we are clapping for. The question is how come that there were 7,000 prophets and nobody in the nation knew about them. The prophet of the nation didn't know about them not even by revelation. Nobody knew them except God. 
Could it be that many people are called today and they are in this church and they are anointed for certain assignments and yet their pastor is getting tired because the 7,000 are quiet. Why won't Elijah get tired? If he has to bear the burden of the nation. Whilst the other 7,000. Why did God anoint them? Why did God call them? Why were they anointed by the Lord? In the time and the dispensation. Beloved, can you imagine that a prophet like Obedai was alive in the days of Elijah? But all the 7,000 were quiet. They were silent. And Elijah alone was facing the terrain. He was facing the torrential attacks. Elijah alone was confronted by the spirit of Jezebel. Elijah had to run from his calling. Elijah ran from his calling. He ran away from the place of his calling. He found, you see, man of God, God was looking for people to take care of the prophet. He couldn't find one among the 7,000 prophets. And he had to send a crow. He had to send Kwakwa to be to take care of his prophet. Where were the 7,000? Sometimes your pastor may be looking for a translator. And he had to look for somebody who cannot do it. Sometimes he may need somebody to sing one song for the anointed to be stirred. Are you part of the 7,000 who are quiet? The purpose of God is so important to God. To the extent that no matter what he has to execute it. If he to take a bed to make sure the prophet's anointing will work. He will do it. But mind you, the Bible said one day he said, the eyes of the Lord is moving to a flow. Looking for a man. Could it be that he never found a man? Could it be that he never found a man? Whilst he had 7,000 silent prophets. And he has to send a crow to bring bread at the point in time he had to anoint and ordain a widow who has nothing do you know that around that time Obadiah was feeding 100 prophets with bread and water what 
we kill our generals and we celebrate their funerals we kill our own generals and we look for their mantles beloved Elijah was so frustrated to the point that God told Elijah go and anoint for me three people anoint Elijah anoint Jehu and there was a third person but Elijah went and casted his mantle on Elijah he forgot about the other two he was tired many men are dying before they are many men are dying before they many anointings are not finding expression because I'm telling you the truth this whole thing about ministry is spiritual as I stand here and I'm ministering unto you I'm not speaking words I'm dispensing certain spirits I'm releasing graces right now I'm empowering somebody here beloved you may not have the opportunity to preach you may not be the one to call the 450 power prophets but you may be the one that will help you to arrange the stones for the altar the bible said that they left elijah can you imagine that the day he was building the altar the prophet had to build an altar by himself the bible said he took 12 stones he took 12 stones have you been called for the purpose or you have been called and you are silent ask yourself that are you within or without you may not be able to preach but your car can pick for people to church you may not be able to preach but your money can feed somebody you may not be able to preach but your broom can sweep the auditorium you may not be able to preach but you can take care of other business you may be a keyboardist you may be a singer you may be an effective pastor you may be an effective usher you may help why are you quiet how do we move on from here one day an angel came to the prophet and said the journey is too far he said get up and eat and then he said go in this dynamite we can only go as far as our strength will permit us I'm here to tell you one day I asked somebody a question I said will you be happy I said the day you will be sick and I have to pray for you and the prayer doesn't work then you will know how wicked you were to your pastor you are supposed to take care of certain business so that the man of God can wait in the presence of the Lord. You were supposed to take care of certain business. We had to be here to read yesterday whilst you were in the house. I was with Kat last year. It's, where are the 7,000? Where are they? Where are they? And Jezebel seems to be having a free day. Jezebel seems to be having a free day. Jezebel and what you know? Killed Naboth. 
Why would he kill Nabot? Because even you, Nabot, you were quiet. Obadiah was one of the administrators of the government of Ahab, Jezebel's husband. It means that if you don't serve the Lord, you will serve Satan. Taking care of businesses of Ahab, the now husband of Jezebel. Ahab, Jezebel, Prophet Obadiah. Prophet Obadiah. Who was supposed to stand with Elijah? He stood with Ahab. In the name of fear. In the name of what? Fear. You are killing our old man. Sometimes it's not like the man of God is not powerful. But it's because the 7,000 are quiet. The 7,000. Look, out of the 7,000, 12 of them could have carried 12 stones for the prophet to build. After every great victory, rejoin and say, Jesus told you that there is a great fall. After every great victory, so sometimes when, when, when we have preached and we have ministered and the anointing is so mighty flowing everywhere and everybody is happy going home that is when a lady that sits in the crowd that begin to spot the pastor and pray after the pastor and would want to bring the pastor down that is the time sometimes we receive text messages on our phone one day I was there somebody sent me a naked picture a naked picture I said why the message sent it and I forwarded it to my wife and I deleted it from my phone and I called her I said why is it by mistake how can you do this mistake without calling to apologize I told her I sent it to my wife. She started explaining many things. We die daily. Why is the 7,000 quiet? Elijah knows all things. Elijah knows him. He's able to see all things. Yet he couldn't see that there are seven thousand prophets. It means those guys, you see, they, they were they were they were so ineffective. No to the point that the prophetic censor couldn't pick them up. And you'll be very surprised that this morning sitting before me are men who are capable. Are men who can do. Sitting before me are men who could have brought five people to church this morning. Sitting before me, the phone that you carry, what text message can get 30 people to church? Sitting before me are people who can sweep the auditorium. Sitting before me are people who can sacrifice 10 cities to get people to church. Sitting before me are people who could have come to pastor's house and said, let me iron your Whilst you read the Bible, because this morning you must share the eternal varieties of God. There are seven thousand quiet in here. 
I asked the young man, what do you do? He said, I'm a drummer. May the Lord have mercy upon us. May the Lord have mercy upon us. May Jesus stop weeping and have mercy upon us. The Bible says, Jesus wept. Why won't he weep? Why won't he weep? When men that carry the solution, they are quiet and the problem is swallowing us up. The Bible said concerning Jonah, Jonah was in the boat. Whilst he was the solution, he was quiet. Jesus was in the boat. Whilst he was the solution, he was quiet and he was asleep. Are you one of the sleeping solutions? Are you one of the seven thousands? Are you the Jonah who is quiet? Are you the Jesus who is asleep? What you are offering now. He says, since the days of John the Baptist, this whole thing about ministry and the kingdom that suffered violence. And he said, the violence take it by force. The whole thing is by force. We need an army. We need an army of God. The other day, Joshua pulled a sword and saw a man and confronted him. He said, Are you for me? Are you for us? Or you are against us? Why should you have one translator in the church? Why should we have one keyboardist in the church? Why should you have one drama in the church? Are you telling me with all the intelligence that you have concerning your phone? You can't do projection. You, you can set a flyer. You, you, you can call somebody. One day, before the judgment seat of God, some of your fiancés will be standing beside you. And God will tell you, look at her. He will ask you if you were able to win this one. Then you will show your next door neighbor who was not staying at Old Town. I will stay with you at New Town. And he will ask you, why couldn't you talk to this one? If you can convince this someone girl to become your wife, why couldn't you talk to this one to church? Why couldn't you? Why is the 7,000 quiet? Why are they quiet? Elijah was tired. He came back and told the people. He said, I want a competition. Elijah Something said, must, must happen. You cannot continue in double-mindedness. Does it mean that the 7,000, they were quiet, marching on and dancing to the music of Jezebel? All means you are serving something. By all means, it's either you are serving God, you are serving, or you are serving something else. By all means, you can't be indifferent. You can You see? You can't be indifferent. And if you are serving, you have to serve well. If you are serving, look, you must find something and do. Jesus must be proud of you. He must be happy. He must smile. Do not let him weep. 
Bible says, and when he beheld the, 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 the city, he wept over the city. You know what he told them? He said, the days of Sodom and Gomorrah shall, shall, shall be small. What they went to, it shall be small than your time. And they are explaining to you. We cannot continue like that. For the past 12 years. And you've not been able to establish one soul. And after now, your pastor has to still follow up on you. You killed him. You retired. Why did he complain? That he's tired. You know what God told him? God didn't negotiate with him. He said, Go and anoint for me. He said, Anoint Elisha in your stead. The reason why many people lose their pastors. The reason, you see, there was a man of God that died. A man of God I wanted to invite here. One day I invited a man of God. A week to the time he was supposed to arrive, he died. Now what was He died and the following day they saw him lying on the street. There was a man of God I wanted to invite. Very powerful man of God. The year I was about to invite. I just saw that he's gone. Young man. He preached in the morning like this. Just check out. There was a man of God that went to church. And whilst he was preaching, behind the pulpit, he fell down. May the Lord open your eyes to, for you to even know the battles I fought this morning before standing here. Can I tell you something? We are anointed not for ourselves, we are anointed for you. So don't be deceived to think that the anointing that is upon us benefits us. Mama, I was sleeping. I was sleeping. I slept very late because I had to have a meeting with her and the husband and uh, the, the, the team. And we, we finished the meeting as late as 11 something, almost 12 in the night. And they had to go home from my house. And I had to spend some time and then sleep later. And when I slept, as I was sleeping, I woke up all of a sudden. Why? Because I saw something about a church member. And I woke up. And I sat down around four. And I was like, God. I had to pick a phone. Call this one. And for the past five days, I, I, I have not had a better sleep. I always sleep with my, my feet on the floor and, and lying on the bed like this. And my feet, my legs are under my table, my steady deck, and lying on the bed like that. I wake up and I, I get back to the Bible and look into it and try to find out why am I doing all this things? I need to hear from God. Because, beloved, I will not want to stand here and say things that will entice you. Where? Are the seven thousand? Sometimes a pastor can go to a situation and it's as though he has no congregation. For the past three years, two to three years, I, I went to a situation. And it was as though I had never even started ministry. Many of you were quiet. At the point I saw 
that no, I need to fight the battle myself. I told my wife, and then call her. When I look at you people, I need to stand strong. I call in my bedroom. Say bye bye to my wife to go to work and expect that she will come and carry my dead body. I laid in the hospital and even some of my pastors never showed up in the hospital. My own pastors. How much more my leader? How much more my church members? Nobody. Nobody. And I ask myself, where is the 7,000? Where are the men that must stand? Uh, that must stand with the prophet. Where are the men that must be there? Well, well, hey, well, don't well, you see well, that well, the prophets well, of power well, are taking over? Well, Where well, are the men? Well, there were well, just well, 450 well, prophets against 7,000 anointed men of God who were quiet. Sometimes. The most, the most painful aspect is the Obadiah of the church. The ones that must, must work for God, but they are against God. They are not passing They are taking care of 100 prophets. But yet they are in the administration of Ahab. Somebody told me that could be catching. A man of God called me, told me, so could be said, me when you people are having meeting, I have somebody who puts the phone on recording to pick up. He said, I said, me team meeting, me tell for so you are recording. I said, eh. I told him, I said, God will judge between you and I. Because if I did any evil to you, may the Lord deal with me. But if I never, may God remember you for mercy. The question after were you silenced two years, three years ago, or you stood? You showed your face. Were you there? Were you part of the people that picked the 12 stones? I remember lying on the hospital bed and I was receiving visions and uh, dreams about people. And as weak as I was, I had to pick a phone and, and be calling people and, and be telling them, please watch this. And please watch this. And please watch this. Glory be to God. Thank God for the lives of those who are around to give me encouragement and strength. That Because in my lifetime, I've never been in the hospital like that. But I had to be there. I think my case is just like Elijah. I was tired. I came to a season and a point that a case could have easily come out of my mouth. Last Sunday, some of you said that. I went to somebody called said that you have cursed somebody. I said, I never, I never cursed anybody. How many of you think that I cursed somebody? No, if you think I cursed somebody, just raise your hand. I want to help you. I made a statement here. Is that not it? Eh? I stood there, I remember, I stood by the pillow, pillar and I hit it and I made a statement. I never cursed any human being. What I cursed is what is making them behave the way they are behaving. I said, let the breast that feed their evil intention. Let it do what? Drive. I didn't curse anybody. 
anybody that is born again, I don't have the authority to curse. No, I can't do that. I don't even have the authority to hate. How much more curse? If somebody offends me, a born again believer offends me, I don't have authority to curse. When God came to the garden, he never cursed. He never cursed Adam. He said, yeah, the earth is cursed Adam. for your sake. He didn't say, I cursed you, Adam. He said, the earth is cursed for your sake. So a pastor that goes around cursing people, it's wrong. But sometimes it happens like that because they enter into frustration. They go into depression. They may not have a reason, but say, shut up, Jeremiah. But the first word, you walk. People come to your house and say evil things and make you, but you see, your silence is a fact that you have aligned with our enemies. I, I don't want to say something. Uh, I say your silence because there are times you should act like the prophet. Tell me today whose side you are. Are you for God or you're for Baal? And then he was boldly declaring. The Bible says that the righteous shall be bold as a lion. The righteous shall be bold as a lion. I quiet. It is a battle between my father and my. Your father is fighting a battle and you are quiet. Did you know the Bible says that you are an arrow in his quiver? What kind of arrow that are you that will shoot you and you don't go? How would you feel if your pastor is no more tomorrow? It is easy to find a church. But when the Lord reveals to you that you are the reason why he went, you can never forgive yourself. You can never forgive yourself. Glory be to the Lord Jesus that I never did that to my pastor. Father called me yesterday and gave me instructions. I said, Daddy, if it is you, I obey everything. I'm not happy about some of the things, but Lord, Pastor, as long as you have said that, I'm going to do my best. I'm do your best. I said, I'm going to do it. I have to give them peace of mind. Because no matter how blind Isaac was, he was able to bless Jacob. No matter how booze Noah was, he was able to curse him and bless him. The deception is that when you are in your youthful stage, you think that you are more anointed than the father, but you are forgotten that the platform upon which you stand was set. But that man of God. Why did that ministry like you? Why do people like you today? Why do they admire you? They call you fine boy. You have forgotten you people on your mother. You have forgotten you in pampas, pampas. And somebody has to take care of it. You see, it is only your attitude of ingratitude that will determine your attitude. 
Eye wania anso adie no ene be gina wo pump e be che wo pump so Why brother why why Joseph <laughs> Joseph was blessed to promote his his brethren he was not blessed to scatter them He shared Joseph so be ma ni nuanom akon kai ne mo yen shom so be ma ntitimu afa won tem A man, a man ran to David and told David, your, your enemy is gone. David said, who is that enemy? He said, Saul. He said, what happened? He said, were you there when he, he was killed? He said, yes, I saw him because Saul requested of me that I use his medicine and I kill. When, David, when the guy was talking, David requested his servant, said, kill this man. Kill this man. And he said, David's servant took over. And then, David Absalom. His own son rose up against him. Oh, and David's strong man came out. And David said, please, please, please. David so it was David that stopped them. But the men were for David. They showed the proof that they stand with David. No wonder the throne of David. Jesus, the Bible said that he shall come from the throne of David. David, the throne of David had endured up to now. The Bible said that destitute men, battered, broken, frustrated, Men in debt. These were men who went to David on the wilderness. And there were nobodies. And David raised them and they became the mighty men of David. The Bible calls them the mighty men of David. Shama. The Bible says you could hold a sword. And kill about 3,000 people at the same time. He draws a circle with his leg. And he stands in the middle. And the Bible says that he will fight with the sword until his hand will clench and then he kills about 3,000. The Bible says, these are the mighty men of David. And these are the men when David said he was thirsty. They fought to the food to go and fight David and come up for water. Where are the 7,000? Why has it all of a sudden become like the, the work of God has become a burden for you? How did you get here? I think it is high time you have to confront certain things. You must write. You are not telling you to go and fight people, but you must put the lines where they belong. The, the lines must fall at what? It's pleasant place. Yeah. I, I have to address certain things this morning before coming to church. Strongly. Dress it strongly. Put it where it belongs. Give the one that must be given. Why? Just to bring one soul out of bondage. Who fights for you? I feel alone. Elijah was alone. Elijah was alone. He carried the stones alone. God was looking for somebody to help Elijah. He had to find the widow of Zarephath and he had to find a bed. Where were the seven thousand? Where was Obadiah? Where was Naboth? You had a garden, Abbott. 
Why won't Jezebel take it from you and give it to Ahab? You had a garden. You had nice vegetables. You had nice. Why was the prophet hungry? Charge you. God cannot reject you as a son, but he can reject you as a servant. That is what you don't know. He died for you to become a son. He bought you with his blood so that you become a servant. You have an assignment with me that we leave a legacy for our children who are coming. Kendall must have a church. Terras must have a church. Maybe one of them must be a pastor and maybe a church is not ready to recruit them. They may not like them, but our church may receive them. But what if it is not in existence? We need to leave a legacy. We are disliked sometime in this town. Mommy, I told her, I said, leave this church and go. Go, go, go anywhere. Go somewhere. Leave, leave, leave. She said, Daddy, I don't have anywhere going. I said, I said why you say that? I said, when I sit down, I don't know where I can go. I don't know where I can fit in. Hey, you need a biako. You need a biako. Let them who think they have a place going, let them go. Let them go. Let them go. I charge you never to be one of the seven, silent seven thousand. Because of fear. Fear made the spirit of fear be broken. Amen. Over your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. May the boldness of the Spirit be released. When they were together in the upper room, they were not among the community, but they were in the community of heaven. And the Bible says, when they were empowered, and Peter started preaching, 3,000 men gave their life to Christ. One day they were called to court. When they went there, they asked them, in whose name should we preach? Who should we believe? Then they came back and lifted a prayer. It said, Father, behold the unthreatened. And the Bible said, the place they stood to pray was shaken. We will not be silent. We will not be intimidated. We will not fear. We will not shy away. This is what God has given us. This is the pastor God has given me. This is the son for mommy God has given me. I stand with him. Allow anything that came to meet you where you are to determine where you must be tomorrow. Why, why is somebody asking you to join the church? I asked somebody, I said, if you were a drunkard. That could be so be said, call your call and send me. Would that prophet be happy for you to be a protocol? Some of the phone and the bed, she said, who made it a cheat? 
One day I took one of my protocols somewhere and I sat him down. I said, you like playing around women. I don't hide this. You always want to see you, you propose to you propose this one, you propose, and then you go and tell this one that this one came to propose to Look at the way sometimes the class struggles. You know you can sing. Why are you there? You, you know you can. You know you can do the projection. You know you can do something. Why are you there? Next year we are about to start our bus ministry. You know you ten city. Ten, as, I, as, I, as I'm talking to you, we have about three or four people who do the bus ministry on Tuesday. Because announcement I will give you you that is a loud 7,000. That is a loud 7,000. Next door neighbor used to be a church member and you left him or her in the house yeah, and There is no man of God that will be called and be ready to fall. we fall down, but we get up. We fall down, but we get up. You see, the whole thing is, whether you like it or not, say yes, and I was someone no one. Maybe your fire be a before you share. That's all fire of your fire, so you share be a bit You share be a bit You have the lyrics. Let's start it. We fall down, but we get up. We fall down, but we get up. We fall down, but we get up. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, you can subscribe. You can share with your friends. Take a screenshot and share it on your social stories and tag us at KMC Worldwide. For more information, visit kmcworldwide.org. Thanks again for listening. God bless you.